This podcast is brought to you by Bethany Trinity Presbyterian Church. Thanks for listening. All right, so uh, this is where we normally move in time of scripture reading, where we invite a uh, fellow brother and sister to read some scripture for us uh, before Pastor Andrew would give the talk. So but today is a bit special because the scripture reader is both, uh, a Christmas puzzle for you guys, is both uh, 73 years old, but also maybe about five years old at the same time. Can anyone figure out how this works? That's right, it's quite difficult actually. So, <laughs> uh, so, so actually, hope you guys maybe you know what's happening now. Uh, it's a Charlie Brown Christmas, so let us uh, just... must be something wrong with me, Linus. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. I just don't understand Christmas, I guess. I like getting presents and sending Christmas cards and decorating trees and all that, but I'm still not happy. I always end up feeling depressed. Charlie Brown, you're the only person I know who can take a wonderful season like Christmas and turn it into a problem. Maybe Lucy's right. Of all the Charlie Browns in the world, you're the Charlie Browniest. This is the music I've selected for the Christmas play. What kind of Christmas music is that? Beethoven Christmas music. What has Beethoven got to do with Christmas? Everyone talks about how great Beethoven was. Beethoven wasn't so great. What do you mean Beethoven wasn't so great? He never got his picture on bubblegum cards, did he? Have you ever seen his picture on a bubblegum card? Hmm? How can you say someone is great who's never had his picture on bubblegum cards? Good grief. Jingle Bells? No, no. I mean Jingle Bells. 
You know, deck them halls and all that stuff. No, no. You don't get it at all. I mean jingle bells. You know, Santa Claus and ho, 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 and mistletoe and presents to pretty girls. Boy, are you stupid, Charlie Brown. What kind of a tree is that? You are supposed to get a good tree. Can't you even tell a good tree from a poor tree? I told you he'd goof it up. He's not the kind you can depend on to do anything right. You're hopeless, Charlie Brown. Completely hopeless. Rats! You've been dumb before, Charlie Brown, but this time you really did it. <laughs> what a tree! <laughs> I guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Now, uh, that was a scripture reading, and uh, let me now invite Pastor Andrew up for the talk. Pastor Andrew, please. Okay. Best day that you've ever had in your life. What is the best day you've ever had in your life? I guess for some of us, it may be a particular holiday. It may be a special day, like a wedding day. Maybe a day like where you've received especially good news. But I'm sure none of us have said Christmas Day, right? Because like Charlie Brown struggles in the cartoon, what is the big deal about Christmas? For Charlie Brown, Christmas isn't the very best of days. In fact, it's one of the worst of his days. Right? So what does Charlie Brown say again in the, uh, the cartoon skit? He says, I just don't get what's so great about Christmas. 
He says he likes sending Christmas cards. He likes decorating his Christmas tree and coming together for family gatherings, but he's still not happy. Now, I wonder why Charlie Brown should expect to be happy at Christmas. Like, there's really no reason for Christmas to be like any other day, let alone a good day or a happy day. Because from Charlie Brown's viewpoint, Christmas Day is just like any other normal day, apart from sending Christmas cards, apart from decorating the Christmas tree and receiving presents. So what makes Christmas such a special day? I guess if you begin with the original day before, I guess we started celebrating Christmas, it was just a normal day. It says in verse 8 that there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. So it began as a very normal day. It's a bit like uh, the security guards in my condominium. Like, you know, it's like they are looking over their sheep and if they had their mobile phones, they'll be watching YouTube or TikTok or, I don't know, watching the news. And this is what the shepherds were doing, right? It was a very normal day until it became an extraordinary abnormal day. Because it tells us in verse 9 that an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. Now, if we look at the words that are given here, it actually says to us that the angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds and the glory of the Lord shone around them. Now, if we look at this passage here, we actually see that what we see in the earlier section in verse 9 is actually parallel to what we see in verse 14. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and in verse 14, glory to God in the highest heaven. And so the light that was shining among the shepherds that day was not the very bright light of the sun, neither was it the very bright light of electricity or fire, but it was actually the shining of the glory of God himself. And that's what makes Christmas really special. Because it's not a normal day that we remember, an ordinary day that we remember, but it's an extraordinary day because God himself, the supernatural, breaks into the ordinary and the normal. And that's why the shepherds were terrified. Now, I think it is very normal and logical and expected that they should respond in this way, that they should be terrified. I remember being terrified before when I was in primary school. I wasn't a very obedient child and I remember hitting someone with my ruler and so my teacher actually got me to wait outside the principal's office to see the principal and I remember for the first time in my life actually feeling pretty terrified, right? Because you know when you're that age having to see the principal, you have, I guess, very logical fear. It's the same thing even when I was much older and I was working as an accountant, one day I got a call from the secretary of the senior partner saying that he wanted me to speak to me. And I'm like, what have I done wrong, right? And I remember waiting outside the secretary's office to go and see my senior partner. And again, I was feeling that sort of uncertainty and that fear. But I want us to imagine how the shepherds felt that day, the terror that they felt. Because this wasn't a principle they were meeting. And this wasn't the senior partner of accounting firm. This was like meeting the creator, sustainer, maker, ruler, and judge of the whole world. And that's why in verse 14, this God that they met, 
or the angel of the Lord whom this God represented was the God in the highest heavens. And that's why Christmas is something which is different from any other normal day. It is extraordinary, it is extra special because God, who is divine and supernatural, breaks into our world. Do you remember what Lucy said about Christmas in the comic? She said that Christmas was about jingle bells, deck the halls, Santa Claus, ho, 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 mistletoe and presents to pretty girls, right? But that's not what Christmas is really about, right? Because those things are all ordinary, normal things. But in Christmas, we actually remember the divine God, the God of the highest heavens, coming into our world to meet us. And so that's the first thing that makes this Christmas such a special thing. It is the glory of God which shines among the shepherds, showing that God has come into our world and he wants to meet with people. He wants to meet with us. So that's the first thing about why Christmas is so special. The passage then goes on to tell us that the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Now what the angel announces here is full of superlatives. You know what superlatives are? Superlatives, if you look at the definition, is the highest degree of comparison. That's what a superlative is. You can't get any higher degree of comparison, the highest of comparisons. And the angel says here that he is bringing good news that will cause great joy for all the people. See, look at all the superlatives. Good news, great joy for all the people. That is amazing when you think about it, really. Because usually, the more powerful the person, the bigger the person, the more exalted the person, the less likely they want to deal with normal people, common people like ourselves. You think of the Bill Gates and the Elon Musk of the world. They are separate and distinct from us, right? They don't come into our world and our situation, our life situation. And if they do come into our life situation, uh, usually it's because they want us to serve them rather than for them to serve us. But here in Christmas, we remember the highest being in all of like, life and matter and time coming into our world to serve us, to give us good news of great joy for all the people, the highest degree of goodwill, superlatives. Right? Now, I want you to think for a moment when you've ever received good news of such superlative nature. I think for yourself, what's the best news that you've ever received in your life? What is the best news that you've ever received? Usually when you think of the best news, it's individual to yourself, right? It's good news for me, myself, and I. But here God comes into the world to bring good news of great joy that will be for all the people. That's why Christmas is special because of the news that God brings into the world for all the people. So what is the meaning of Christmas? It's not just the who that comes into the world, God himself, the supernatural breaking into our normal, but is the why. He comes 
to bring good news of great joy for all the people. So what is this news? Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Now, this one sentence or one verse is pregnant with meaning, right? Each word, each phrase, each clause is filled with the most deep and profound meaning. So why are we told right in the very beginning by the angel that in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah. Now for us, it may not mean very much that Jesus was born in the town of David. But obviously, for the angel, it was really important because the angel included it in that very short announcement that the angel gave. So why is this important? Why in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, he is the Messiah? Well, it's because as we read in the responsive reading, God had promised thousands of years ago that David, King David would have a successor who would be the everlasting king. So when the angel announces that in the town of David, a savior has been born, right? He's actually pointing forward that on Christmas Day, the long-awaited king has come. But it's not just the long-awaited king who has come. It is the long-lasting king who has come, the king who will be king forever. And that's what we see in this passage. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah. So the person who is coming into this world that we remember at Christmas time is not just a king among kings, among more kings and other kings. He is the king who will live for eternity, who will rule for eternity, and who has been long awaited. But we also told that he is the Messiah, the Lord. And what does the angel mean when the angel says that this person who's coming, this child, is also the Lord? If we look within the context of what we're seeing here today, the Lord is actually linked back to God, right? Because it is the glory of the Lord that's shown among the angels. This Lord is also glory to God in the highest heaven. Now this is really important because what it really shows us is that this angel is pointing to the fact that the child who is coming is not just a savior who is in the line of this eternal king, but he is also the Messiah who is the Lord who will be God himself. Now that means that on Christmas Day, we remember not just the messenger which is a supernatural coming to this world, God coming to this world to give us a message. But God in Jesus is the message. Jesus as God coming to this world is what we remember at Christmas time. Now, when you have such a powerful person coming to this world, the danger is there can be some sort of tyrant, some sort of dictator, some sort of self-seeking, blood-sucking king, right? But this is not the God, Jesus, who comes into this world. Because again, at Christmas, we remember Jesus as a savior, as a savior king. And that's what makes this so, so wonderful. 
That's why Christmas is worth celebrating. Now, why does Jesus save? What does he save us from? That is good news of great joy for all the people. What do all people need saving from? I mean, it's a bit like, you know, I'm swimming in the swimming pool and I'm having a great time, I'm swimming laps, and then the lifeguard jumps in and saves me. I won't feel very joyful, right? I'll feel a bit irritated. So what is it that the Savior comes to save us from, that all people need saving from? Well, I think the passage here gives us the answer at the end where it says, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So what Jesus comes to do is to bring us peace. Now this word here, peace, in the Bible, is actually meaning the highest degree of tranquility, of no worries and no stress in a relationship with someone else. Now that means that Jesus comes to bring peace between God and human beings, God and men and women. Now we know that as we read the Bible because we know the character of God is one of extreme holiness. Right? He is like the most holy being. And we also recognize that we are not holy, we are sinners in God's eyes, we are full of evil and wickedness in God's eyes. And so there's distance, hostility between ourselves, there is no peace between ourselves and this holy God. I was reading a while ago about this uh, person who is an expert in dealing with shoplifting. And I was very surprised to read that uh, one out of ten people will shoplift constantly. Like, it's like, they just seem to do it like small items or expensive items, uh, you know, whatever. They will just shoplift. And that's unfortunate fact. Even if they know the cameras or people watching, they will still shoplift. But what was really surprising to me was actually this shoplifting expert said that 80% of people will shoplift if they know they can get away with it. So apparently there was a power failure uh, in a major city one day and all the lights went out, all the cameras were shut off and then they found all these people just randomly grabbed stuff and then kind of like walked out with it. And I think that's really true, isn't it? If we were to be honest with ourselves, if there was complete anonymity uh, and we could do things but nobody would know, uh, I think it will be very hard to overcome the temptation to, to take things which don't belong to us. I mean, that was one of the problems of the internet because the internet is, by definition, anonymous in many ways, right? So on the internet, we can see things, we can do things, and we can say things which nobody knows that we're doing. And so many times, we do see things, and we do do things, and we do say things on the net, because there is anonymity and no one knows that we're doing it. But the problem is that our holy God sees and knows all these things because God in heaven doesn't just see what we do, what we see, and what we say. But God in heaven actually sees our hearts, what we think in our minds and the impulses in our heart. And God weighs all those deeds and God says that he is angry with us, and therefore there is this hostility between a holy God and sinful human beings. See, if we had a long list 
of, uh, of, of, uh, uh, that I gave to you, you know, I want you to write down every bad thought you had and every bad impulse of the heart and every bad thing that you've seen and every bad thing you've done or said. Well, I think my list will be longer than yours, right? It's only because as we live day by day, every day we will write more and more things. Because God's justice is not a set of scales where you do more good or bad, but God's justice is like a supermarket checkout counter, right? Where basically every wrong thing we're doing gets scanned by God and recorded in like this cloud drive which never loses its memory. And that's what Jesus comes to save us from. There was a very famous Christian writer called John Newton. He said, I'm a great sinner, but Jesus Christ is a great saviour. And that's why we remember Christmas, because Jesus comes to bring good news of great joy for all people, because he comes to restore and bring peace between a holy God, our maker, creator, sustainer, ruler, and judge, and human beings, men and women. And that's wonderful, right? Because the way that we use the word peace today is misused. Right? We want peace in the Middle East. But all we see in the Middle East when we say about peace in the Middle East is the absence of conflict. Right? People may not be killing each other, but they still hate one another. But the peace that Jesus brings is tranquility. Right? No stress, no worries in relationship between us and God. And so what Jesus really brings is real peace between ourselves and God, and between God and ourselves. And that's what really makes Jesus, uh, Christmas great. It is the supernatural coming into our normal to give us good news of great joy for all people because this most awesome, powerful being has come and sent his own son, Jesus, to be the savior of the world He is at the same time the everlasting and long-awaited king. He is at the same time divine in himself. Now, in conclusion, I was reading this really interesting book uh, from the library by this uh, doctor. And this doctor was saying that one of the biggest problems that we have is the inability to change. The inability to change. That's why people find it so hard to smoke, stop smoking, right? Because uh, we kind of live in the present. So I can smoke now, but why think of this distant future which may never happen, right? It's why we kind of find it hard to give up sugar, right? Now, why, why, why give up my bubble tea when, I don't know, maybe I'll be okay many weeks down the road or years or decades down the road. It's why we have trouble giving up uh, maybe our mala, right? or and give me all the salt, because who knows, right? Is salt really that bad for me? And I, can't, I don't really feel any worse today. And so the book says that one of the problems of human beings is we, we live day by day, but we seem to have this inability to think too far into the future and to make our decisions based on what happens in the future. So my grandfather was a person that I, I really got along really well with. And he was a very extroverted and friendly person. 
My grandfather was a packet-a-day smoker. Uh, he smoked until he had lung cancer and then had half his lung removed. He miraculously recovered, but many years later, he, he needed to have a knee replacement because he'd injured it playing badminton in his younger days. But the doctor said that he couldn't have his knee replacement because of all the smoking that he had done when he was younger because when you smoke, I didn't realize this as well, your leg, the blood flow doesn't flow so well and that's why you see a lot of smokers, you know, if you look at the smoking pack, you see people, you know, don't smoke because you get your leg cut off or whatever because smoking actually restricts your blood flow. And so he spent like the last two decades of his life basically limping around uh, because of his smoking. So I remember when he was much older, he used to always tell me, boy, don't smoke, right? Don't smoke, whatever you do, don't take up smoking. Because like the doctor was saying in her book, it is only when you look backwards from the end of life that you make the good decisions today, right? Because if you kind of live day by day, then you just keep making these bad decisions today without thinking of, the consequences at the end of life. Now, I say this because I think that it's only at the very, very end, the end of history, the end of time, and the end of all life, when we look backwards, we will see what a wonderful day Christmas really is. But when we see the reality of heaven and relationship with God, a peaceful, tranquil relationship with God in heaven for eternity, and when we look backwards to Christmas, we will see just how great Christmas really is. In the same way, at the end of all time, and we see the reality of hell and judgment and God's real anger against us, then we will also look back and see just how great Christmas really is. Right? Because it is only when we look back from the very end then we will see just such a great gift Christmas really is, that God himself in the highest heavens chooses to come into our world and to condescend to speak to us and to communicate to us and to give us this good news of great joy for all people and to actually send his own son who is God in himself to come to be our savior. So my appeal to you this Christmas day is to make a decision today based on what you know is going to happen at the end of time and to make the right decision, right? To listen like, like what my grandfather said, right? You need to make the right decision today because of what's going to happen in the future. So today, this Christmas, if you don't know Jesus, then I hope that you will truly know the meaning of Christmas, that God has come in himself in the Son. He's come to save us. He's come to restore a relationship with us, to save us from judgment, hell, for eternity, to bring us into heaven, into wonderful, tranquil, peaceful relationship with him, and enjoy the relationship forever. Now, I hope for each and every one of us, we will truly understand that Christmas is not about the normal, it's not about the everyday, but it is about the extraordinary about the supernatural, about the divine, about God coming to save us, to give us good news of great joy for all people. I'd like to invite you to join me to pray.
Uh, prayer is what we believe as Christians, is what we do when we speak to God directly. And if you'd like to join me, you can bow your heads and we can go to God and pray to Him and ask that you would help, He would help each and every one of us understand uh, just how significant Christmas really is. Okay, I'd like to invite you all to join me in prayer. Dear Father, as we come before you today, help us to learn about the reality of what Christmas really represents. That unlike Lucy and Charlie Brown in the comic, Christmas is not about the normal. It's not about sending Christmas cards and decorating the Christmas tree and family gatherings. Neither is it like what Lucy says about Jingle Bells, Santa Claus, Deck the Halls, Ho Ho Ho, Mistletoe and Presents to Pretty Girls. Really, Christmas is about the supernatural, the divine, about you, God in the highest heavens, breaking into our world so that you may speak a message of good news, of great joy for all the people. And that we would see that your Son, divine in himself, comes into the world, the long-awaited, the everlasting King, to come to save us, to serve us by bringing us into peaceful, tranquil, tranquil relationship with you for eternity. Dear Father, as we listen to this message today, it may seem so distant, it may seem something which is not really relevant in my day-to-day -day living, but help us to see that as we look backwards from the end of time, what Christmas celebrates is the most significant thing in my life. It is the most significant decision of my life that you are offering us the opportunity to make things right with you by choosing Jesus. We just pray for all of us here that we would choose Jesus because that gift of Christmas is open to all of us, that he can be saviour for all. And we pray this for all of us here in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast brought to you by Bethany Trinity Presbyterian Church. For more information, visit us online at busypc.sg.